Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 244, Watch Out for Your Great Enemy, dot, 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 with your spiritual eyes. We've been making our way through the book of 1 Kings for the last few weeks. King David has, has died and the crown has gone to his son Solomon. As we've talked most recently, we've talked about the fact that David left a lot of baggage for Solomon to deal with, either specifically telling Solomon, you need to take care of this, pretty much saying, I didn't do it, and therefore I'm leaving it to you, or just the baggage left over from David's poor choices when it came to managing his household and how he treated his sons, daughters. I mean, it just, it wasn't good. And so Solomon is just starting out as the new king of Israel. And he doesn't, he barely moves into the executive office, so to speak, before he is confronted with a major decision that can either make or break the kingdom of Israel and definitely his reign as the king. And as I was thinking about this, for those who've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about this concept of whenever I am teaching on a lesson, whether it's two verses or it's two chapters, I have to get a handle on it. Just like when you're carrying luggage, it's so much easier to deal with it. It reminds me. So one time I was traveling overseas and somebody had bought an extra luggage and I was to carry it overseas. And I did, but it kind of fell apart in route. And it was very, very difficult to manage because I truly didn't have a handle. Like you had to more grab it like you would a huge baby or a big dog than to grab it by the handle. That's what I felt like when it comes to this particular set of scriptures. I know that there are lessons within it, but trying to figure out, do I go at it from the angle of the relationship and how you have got to be aware and have your spirit of discernment on you when you deal with anybody, including the people you trust the most, or do I go about it from the perspective of taking on a new task and you never know what you might be confronted with on day one? We're really going to do a little bit of both, but more specifically talking about the importance of having a discerning spirit. As I was thinking about this and and leading into today, I was thinking about verses that show just how shrewd Satan is. And we go back to the garden, Genesis 3.1, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Which was an absolute untruth. He misquoted what God had told Adam and Eve. He knew it, 
but it sounded enough like what God had said that Eve fell for it. And it got her thinking, well, maybe there's more, there's more out there if we would do this on our own and, and maybe we could be as wise as God and, and all those things that he planted. He, he's really a master at that. And then the verse that led to the title for today, stay alert, this is 1 Peter 5, 8, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And how does he come at you? Well, sometimes he comes at you as a roaring lion, but it's the prowling part that I want you to think about because most of us, if we are Christ followers and someone comes at us like a roaring lion, like we can see that coming and go, that is straight from the pits of hell. And we may be scared by it, but we're not going to be deceived by it. You're not going to think, oh, that's really God. But now, when someone comes to you, like the phrase, the wolf in sheep's clothing, that's a different story. I've been listening to a set of novels by a Christian fiction author named Rachel Dillon over the last few days, and it talks about spiritual warfare. And in that, you definitely have people who are wolves in sheep's clothing, from the financial secretary of the church that's in the story, to other plants. Um, And sometimes they don't even realize how deceived they are. And that's kind of what we've got going on today. So let's read. We're going to read 1 Kings 2, 13 through 25 and just ponder for a moment. But I want you to be thinking already about the weekly assignment feature. You need to pray, and I need to, pray daily for discernment in your relationships and decisions. Because otherwise, you can just walk into a day and think, I got this. And be caught in the situation that Solomon was, where the person who was probably closest to him, that he probably trusted the most, is used as a pawn in order to try to take down Solomon and take the kingdom. I want to remind you who Adonijah is. So Adonijah was the oldest remaining son of King David. And he had already tried before David died to take the throne. And it didn't work out because Nathan, the prophet, steps in, lets David know, lets Bathsheba know. And so Bathsheba is already aware of what Adonijah has has tried to do. But she falls into this trap. But thankfully, Solomon does not. So here we go. One day, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, came to see Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Have you come with peaceful intentions, she asked him. Yes, he said, I come in peace. In fact, I have a favor to ask of you. What is it, she asked. He replied, as you know, the kingdom was rightfully mine. (laughs) So he's playing on the fact that he was the oldest remaining son. And so therefore, in his mind, it was rightfully his. All Israel wanted me to be the next king. That's not true. Um, But the tables were turned and the kingdom went to my brother instead. 
for that is the way the Lord wanted it. Using the Lord in that phraseology as if he cares. So now I have just one favor to ask of you. Please don't turn me down. What is it, she asked. He replied, speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. I'm stopping right there because I need to set this up. And a reminder, just in case you haven't been listening for the last few weeks, Abishag was the young, gorgeous girl who was hired by the kingdom in David's hospice period of life to come lie by him and keep him warm and take care of him. Okay? I needed to set that up before I said the next half of it. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. All right, Bathsheba replied, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak on Adonijah's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her and bowed, and he bowed down before her. When he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that a throne be brought for his mother, and she sat at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. I hope you won't turn me down. What is it, my mother, he asked. You know I won't refuse you. Then let your brother Adonijah marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem, she replied. How can you possibly ask me to give Abishag to Adonijah, King Solomon demanded. You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. You know that he's my older brother and that he has Abiathar the priest and Joab son of Zeruiah on his side. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord, May God strike me and even kill me if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with this request. The Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne of my father David. He has established my dynasty as he promised. So as surely as the Lord lives, Adonijah will die this very day. So King Solomon ordered Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him and Adonijah was put to death. Did Solomon overreact? Absolutely not. Adonijah no more wants to marry Abishag for love than he wants to bow down to Solomon. We've already seen in the previous podcast lessons and the previous set of scriptures that Adonijah, he tried to take over the kingdom. He tried to blindside while David wasn't paying attention. And this is just another attempt. And Adonijah's already uh, prayed and played for mercy from Solomon. And Solomon's already said in the previous chapter that as long as Adonijah kind of keeps his hands clean, then he can live. And you can see that squirrely guy coming and trying to use Solomon's mom to accomplish his purposes. Bathsheba was clueless. It may have been the romantic in her. We do not know. What in the world blinded her to the truth? But Solomon wasn't having any of it. And we need to, in this case, be more like Solomon. Now we're going to see that Solomon has his blind spot and it is the size of all of Canada. But, for today, the wisdom that we know Solomon has, he uses it. 
And so I intentionally named this podcast lesson today, Watch Out for Your Great Enemy, that great enemy being the devil. Watch out for your great enemy. And then I did dot, dot, dot with your spiritual eyes. Because we can keep our physical eyes on every day. And we can try to use our common sense. And all of that is is good and well because God gave us those head smarts. And he gave us emotional intelligence. Like there's so many layers of what God has given us. But when it's all said and done, some people are great con men and women. They're so effective sometimes because they've even conned themselves. And Adonijah was making one more attempt to take the kingdom. And Solomon was having none of it because God gave him wisdom. God gave him discernment. And I ask you about the relationships around you. Who do you trust the most? And we've all got people. And in, But the thing is, as trustworthy as we are or not, and as much as we try to follow the Lord, all of us, every last one of us, are human beings that can fall to the temptation of listening to urgings, whispers, shouts from our own temptation windows, which being our eyes and our ears and our mind and our heart. We can all be tempted away. We can all be led astray. And and even though we put our trust in others, and try to give them the benefit of the doubt. He used to work with somebody who their job was making sure that everything was done exactly as it should be. And they've been on my mind this week because they've been all over my different forms of social media. But they had a phrase that I've not forgotten. It was trust but verify. And that's what we need to But we need to verify not just with financial records or with doing our own investigation or whatever it is. We need to verify with our spiritual eyes. We need to ask the Lord to open up our spiritual eyes and ears and let us see. And then just as God promises that he will give us wisdom in the book of James We know that it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to all men generously. Ask him for discernment, spiritual discernment to be able to see clearly and wisdom as to see how to deal with each and every day. Because it would have been absolute disaster if Solomon had been in Bathsheba's shoes and had fallen for Adonijah's line of the day. In your life, what does this remind you of? I would love for you to share 
some of your insights with me, either in our Facebook group, Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus, or you can send me a direct message at Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus at gmail.com. You know, thank you for tuning in. Please take advantage of the fact that this is free. It's not only free for you to listen to, but free for you to share with others. That's one of the beauties of the free side of podcasting. It's not free for me. On my side, I paid the bill this morning uh, to be able to post this. But it is a ministry that God has called me to. And even though financially... I make zero earthly dollars at this point. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has given me this platform. And I'm to run with it. With everything I've got. And so, remind us all to pray daily for discernment in your relationships and decisions. And not only pray daily for discernment, but then use that discernment to make wise choices because it matters to you and your spiritual walk. It matters to others who are watching you and you never know when one decision can change the entire, change your life and change the lives of others. Let's all run hard for Jesus For the time that he has given us. If you do not have a relationship with Christ. And you're like. What is that country sounding person talking about? You can look below at the link that says. I want to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can reach out to some of your Christian friends. Or you can email me at. Encouraging others in loving Jesus at gmail.com. At the bottom of the note section. You will see the QR code where you can get not only the hidden episodes, but you can get all of the episodes that have ever been recorded of this podcast, whether it was under a country girl in a city world loving Jesus or encouraging others in loving Jesus. They're all on my Podbean site. And so, please get ready to begin praying each day for discernment. And please join me next week as we continue with the story of Solomon learning from what he does right, and learning also from his mistakes, because we all make them. And just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. (laughs) 